Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to continue our discussion on insurance. Now, in the last episode, we talked about the impacts of a hardening insurance market. And today, we are going to explore some steps every company can make to improve their insurability. By doing any or all of these things, not only can you save money on insurance premiums, but you can also improve employee health, loyalty, and even retention. So we are joined again by the illustrious Richard Langton of Bowermaster and Associates. Richard, again, has been an SPCA endorsed insurance broker, and he has worked with component manufacturers for over 21 years. Richard, welcome back to the podcast. Sean, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So to set the stage for your advice today, let's start by talking a little bit about insurability. In your experience, what areas do insurance underwriters red flag when they review companies in our industry? Well, I kind of touched on this in the last uh, podcast, but for those that missed my scintillating review of this, let's cover that again. No, the the hazards, the risks that are involved in the, the company, uh, they want to, their fear is that they're going to write this business and they're going to lose money. It's either going to be a big, large claim uh, or a multitude of claims. And they are looking for hazards that scare them. Hazards that in the past have proven to either paid out big awards or uh, many many claims, not M-I-N-I, but M-A-N-Y, lots of claims. So um, the, the red flag can be a little different depending on the type of industry, but uh, with the component manufacturers, pretty much every, every line that of insurance they view as a high hazard risk from property, liability, umbrella, auto. And so we have to overcome their inherent aversion to the industry, even just any type of wood manufacturing of any type, many insurance companies just don't write, at least in most areas of the country. And if they do write them, they're not as competitive as those that specialize with wood product manufacturing companies. Did I answer your question, Sean? Yeah, no, that was great. So what I hear is that if a component manufacturer wants to uh, be successful in being competitive or being attractive to an insurer, they have to address those hazards to a certain extent. I mean, they can't eliminate them. It's just the nature of, of the business. But if I was a component manufacturer, where do you where do you think I should start if I wanted to make myself more attractive uh, to the insurance underwriter? What in your mind is the lowest hanging fruit? Sean, when you say attractive, I'm, I, I go back to my dating days, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've noticed that some people are able to, you know, dress a lot nicer and make themselves more presentable and more attractive by doing some 
little, just some few little things. Uh, I think the same is true in a business. One of the first things a company looks at is how have your losses been? What do you do to prevent losses? One of the things they want to know is if you've been lucky and haven't had losses, or that's because it's because of the things that you you do, the way you operate, uh, that you focus on safety, the way you communicate to your supervisors, and they communicate to the uh, rank and file employee, and so that everybody knows their role and they and everybody helps each other perform their duties. So, I think one of the key things that a, a component manufacturer can do is to provide uh, a detailed report of what their operations are to educate the underwriter and how you deal with the hazards that are inherent to this industry. So let's look at workman's comp, for example, for that line of insurance. Like what would be something that a component manufacturer should consider doing if, if they aren't already doing it? All right. The first thing would be to uh, evaluate what their safety and health programs are and see if they're following the best practices for the industry. Again, uh, take that, that viewpoint, uh, you know, step back from being in the middle of all the operations and then let's view how we are preventing injuries. What are we doing? What processes and best practices do we follow to try and keep our employees as safe as possible? Then the second step would be to evaluate what you have in place now and see if there is things that you can improve, different areas which you can improve upon. You know, you know, we could I could go down and check check off a list of things you'd want to to look at, and it would probably be separated into uh, three categories. One, what do you do? to prevent the loss from happening? And what do you do prior to a loss, a claim, somebody being injured? Second, what do you do to respond to somebody that just was injured? And then the third category would be, well, how do you help manage the rehabilitation and the recovery of that employee to full health and back to work and being a, a member of the company that's being able to perform their duties and complement the, the efforts of everybody else. So reevaluating the processes you have in those three areas, I think is very valuable to help control the workers' compensation and, and improve how a company would view you. It's interesting, Richard, that you bring up that third category of, you know, how do you rehabilitate the employee? And that topic is really what got us reconnected and talking, right? Is that you sent out an article that was that provided sort of a, an extensive list of job duties that potentially could be uh, taken on by uh, someone who's coming back from an injury, right? They're not ready to work and do their, their previous job yet, but um, here's a bunch of things or a bunch of ideas that you could consider. And that's really what you're talking about in the end, right? Is preventing the loss is a big deal. That's your primary consideration. But the insurance company also has to pay for all the other things associated with that, right? How how do you respond? So that can relate to how long they're gone and how quickly they want to come back. And also what sort of job responsibilities you can offer them where they can come back sooner. So the insurance company has to pay out less. I mean, that's all the things that you're talking about, right? 
Yeah, that's a pretty good summary. Uh, the list of uh, things that can be accomplished sometimes can be overwhelming. I, I advise just focusing on one area, uh, sometimes just setting a goal for you know once a week, once a month to improve in one area or to transition into a certain area. Another thing I really want to point out with workers' compensation is that a business owner has more control over the cost of their workers' comp because of controlling their losses than really in any other line of insurance. If I was to take it, uh, break it down simply, the overall hard costs of the workers' compensation is like 35 to 40% of your premium is hard costs. That's just overhead. And so that leaves 60 to 65% that is there to handle the claims. And the more you control your claims, the lower that dollar amount of claims are, the more return you'll receive of, of that, addition, that extra 60%. Okay, so workers' comp is a good place to start. You know, in, in your previous podcast, you know, you mentioned transportation. You mentioned some of the logistical challenges with regard to delivery of components. There's the material handling aspect, there's the the size, the weight, the shape of the product. You know, it's on a public road, so there's the, the transportation aspect of it, whether it's a long trip or a, lo- a short trip. Uh, the driver's operating completely independently, they don't have any supervision. Uh, there's a lot of uh, flags there, right, for the insurance company. Is, is there anything a component manufacturer can do to to look more, att- to have that aspect of their business look more attractive, more insurable? This is a tough one to answer and to, to demonstrate a, a real impact on how they're going to view, to overcome the in- inherent hazard. Hmm. What I would suggest is again, going back and evaluating your processes and your training. We see losses in the form of failures on the tie down, you know, and losing loads on the road. That is a very serious issue. So you want to address that and leave the fear that underwriter has with that issue by addressing this is how we address that hazard. We review the training on how to properly secure the loads. We make sure our straps and all our equipment is in great shape. We evaluate our equipment. So, you know, often we have forms for our employees to let us know if the equipment needs to be updated or, or to receive new equipment. Having these types of protocols in place that you can say, look, this is how we address, you know, this particular hazard and being able to do that, it doesn't mitigate. Well, it does mitigate their fear of that exposure, but it doesn't eliminate it. But you addressing it gives them a better feeling that this company's in control. They're enacting the loss control protocols to their highest degree. And it's going to give them a better confidence in being able to give you a better price or at this point in time, even to offer a quote. 
Okay, so Richard, let's say someone is listening to this podcast and they go out and immediately start doing some of these positive changes, whether it's it's working on safety in the plants or communication strategies or documentation. Uh, maybe they institute some training for their drivers. They have uh, some policies and procedures in place that, that change out equipment so that it doesn't get worn down. Uh, they do some of these positive things. What should they expect from their insurance broker? I mean, in terms of helping them communicate these things to the underwriters to hopefully have a positive impact either on their coverage, ability to get coverage, or the the cost of their premium? A great, that is a great question. I'm, I'm glad you introduced that into our discussion today because all insurance brokers are not created equal. And in a hardening market, it's it's even more important to have your broker understand your industry, understand what you're doing in these cases. Because if they don't understand your safety protocols, if they're not involved with you and helping you provide those things, how can they present that to the insurance companies that are entertaining whether they're going to give you a quote or not, or how competitive they're going to be. So the communication between component manufacturer and the insurance broker is key to being able to communicate that to the insurance company. Also, the insurance broker of today, your expectations should be a lot higher than they were 20 years ago. Today, the insurance broker shouldn't just be coming out and giving you a quote. They should be there to help you with what the best practices are in all of these different safety areas. Uh, they, they should be able to provide you training material. They should be able to help train your supervisors. They should be able to help you document your training. Because remember, disclaimer, from OSHA, if you do not document your training, it never happened. Sorry, that probably wasn't funny. Anytime you try and talk about OSHA, it's not funny. No, that's a four-letter word. Absolutely. <laughs> well, excellent. Richard, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Are we over already? We are. Boy, the time flies fast. It does. John, thank you so much for having me on today. I, I hope I was able to convey uh, how important I think these subjects are to the component industry as a whole and to the individual component manufacturer and especially to that one employee that we can have the biggest impact on by keeping him safe and preventing an injury. So thank you very much. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.